You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in, folks, here on Big Blue Views Audio Lineup. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Vum and Nick Pilato for today's New York Giants versus Miami Dolphins preview, a game where both teams are looking to capitalize on some momentum. The Dolphins much more than the Giants, considering their recent surge. Hey guys, I, I was thinking about this earlier. Both of these teams, if you look at them from a, a 50-foot view, they have some strange similarities. Uh, young quarterbacks who are struggling to, to find their way. Now, we might not have Daniel Jones in this game, which we're going to get to. You've got two bad offensive lines, underwhelming receiver groups, um, and two very good defenses led by two former Belichick assistants. So this game is going to be very, very interesting coming into this because we have... <laughs> so strangely similar teams that will be matching up at one o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, th this kind of reminds me of like an old uh, Mortal Kombat palette swap or yeah, palette swap matchup or a mirror matchup where you're both of you choose Sub-Zero and one's just Sub-Zero in a different color. Yeah, <laughs> these, you know, the, how these two teams have gotten to where they are is very different. You know, the, the Dolphins started out one and seven. They lost six straight. But then, you know, Tua got back, Tua got healthy. They seem to have more or less found their way and have ripped off the last four wins. They had a really decisive win against the Carolina Panthers. So they are definitely one of the hottest teams in football right now. But both of these teams are beat up. They both have some pretty similar strengths and weaknesses. So... It, like I said, it, it is almost eerie how similar these two teams are right now. It is, man. And you're right, Joe. This team is surging at the moment, the Miami Dolphins. But when you look at the styles, especially on the defensive side, these are two completely different teams, despite the fact they're both defensive coaches that stem from the Bill Belichick tree. I mean, this team runs so much man coverage. They're insanely aggressive. We remember mm -hmm. Thursday Night Football, how they blitzed Lamar Jackson. I think it was like 38 times or something. Yeah. And a lot of those were cover zero blitzes. So if this was Daniel Jones in this game. You know they were going to do that because that's what Todd Bowles does against Daniel Jones and that's what everyone does against Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones hasn't made defensive coordinators around the league pay for blitzing him yeah and I think we can really get to why and how the Dolphins are able to do that once we get to the defensive side but like you said if this is Daniel Jones and I think that's kind of the big question floating in the air and hanging over the Giants right now is you know what what is up with Daniel Jones and right now we kind of don't know <laughs> Right. So, Chris, that's the first thing that we wanted to discuss on today's show before we, we take that offense versus defense approach uh, like we usually do on these preview episodes 
it, it came out middle of the week that Daniel Jones originally it was like Daniel Jones might not start because of a neck strain, and then it was Mike Glennon's going to start because Daniel Jones' neck strain, and then now it still sounds like there's a possibility that Daniel Jones plays. So it's a bit messy in terms of the clarity on that situation. And I'm sure by the time that we publish this episode, because we're recording on Wednesday, it's going to publish on Thursday morning. There's probably going to be a completely different answer from what we're talking about right now. But the the thing with this circumstance is how do we feel about who ends up starting? What are How are things going to look differently if it's Glennon versus Daniel Jones? The one thing I want to toss out there that might actually be of benefit if Michael my, uh, Mike Glennon starts. We were just talking about how much this Dolphins defense loves to blitz. And Daniel Jones, as we know, is not very good when he's blitzed very heavily. So maybe a more veteran guy, uh, a more of a reliance on just trying to run the ball, if that's even in the cards for Freddie Kitchens calling the plays, maybe that's a little bit better. I'm just throwing that out there to see what you guys think. I think it's something to definitely speculate on. It's definitely not a good situation, and and I wouldn't necessarily bank on it. I think it's a glass-half-full way to to look at this. But if Mike Lennon is better in these situations, what does that say about Daniel Jones? I mean, you're three years into this guy's career, and if Mike Lennon goes out there and he makes the Miami Dolphins pay for the fact that they want to blitz him and they start, say the Giants put up near 30 points in this game and it's not because of a bunch of defensive turnovers – that to me is kind of telling about Daniel Jones. It's not necessarily a, a great tell either. Yeah, I, I could see. I think the biggest difference is that the uh, any threat of a quarterback run or scramble is going to be off the table with Mike Lennon. Yes. Uh, just yeah. because, you know, in fact, I do kind of feel like it should be off the table anyway, just because, you know, we have seen Daniel Jones get hurt. I believe he was this neck injury whether or not it winds up keeping him out this week stems from a quarterback run i believe it was a read option run real early in the game against the eagles uh i think the giants are going to want him taking as few hits as possible if he does play but you know the difference between glennon and jones it could be something where the there just isn't that much tape on mike glennon in the giants offense so that could make Brian Flores just a little bit more hesitant to dial up a ton of blitzes just because he's kind of an unknown. Of course, the other, the flip side of that is Mike Lennon is also kind of known because he was a starting quarterback for a while. There's a lot of tape on him in other offenses. So the Dolphins will probably have a pretty good idea of how Glennon is going to respond to pressure. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of gamesmanship and kind of a mental chess match between the coaching staffs, even before the first kickoff even happens. Uh, just because, you know, Brian Flores knows Patrick Graham, Brian Flores knows Joe's judge. They were, they were all together it, first between God, uh, or most recently between, Graham and Flores in Miami, and then all of them were together in New England. These guys all know each other. They all know each other, and they also watched last week's tape when Daniel Jones was the quarterback and how many little slip screens hit big for the New York Giants. Obviously, you had the flea flicker tight end screen that went for 20 to Evan Ingram, and then you had that third and seven play where Daniel Jones found Devontae Booker, converted a first down, and that was because they were 
punishing the Philadelphia Eagles for bring, bringing pressure. That was towards the pressure side. So if Miami starts bringing a lot of pressure on the defensive side, I know we're not really, I guess we're talking about the defense right now, but if they do that, the Giants can possibly hit some big chunk plays. So I'm actually curious to see if Brian Flores continues to show that incredibly aggressive nature, or if they just decide to utilize their coverage and be like, look, Mike Glennon and these group of receivers are not going to defeat us, Byron Jones, Nick Needham, and Xavier Howard with without Daniel Jones. So I'm curious as well. I think it's going to be an interesting chess match, as you put it, Chris. And, yeah. and I think it's uh, it's kind of a funny angle, Chris. You kind of threw this out there. It's it's like, who knows the other guy better? It, it's from all the time that they spent together in New England. It's like, who can predict the opposing coach better in this circumstance. But the thing I, I want to throw out there is leading into talking about approaching, facing off against this this Dolphins offense that has a really, really bad offensive line um, that has been significantly underwhelming despite sending, spending uh, some draft picks to fix that offensive line. Uh, Tua has been inconsistent because he's young, like we've seen the same struggles from Daniel Jones, and they don't run the ball very well uh, because of that offensive line. Do we think, and I honestly think this is a strong possibility, that the Giants can recreate a similar defensive performance like they had against the Eagles this upcoming week against the Dolphins? And I'm referring to maybe allowing some chunk plays and some yardage on rushing plays, but leading to and setting up Tua for some serious egregious errors that set up the Giants to win the football game. What do you guys think? I personally think this might look a little bit more like the Panthers game as far as game plan from the Giants. The the Dolphins love their quick strike offense. Uh, I in the tape I saw, Tua was basically you know receiving the snap, hitting his back foot, and immediately throwing the ball. It, it was a whole lot of lateral plays, uh, flare outs from H backs, uh, sending receivers in motion, and then hitting them for you know, quick screens on the other side. Uh, I think the longest pass I saw was a slant to Jalen Waddle. And that is pretty much their offense. And Tua is executing it really well. He's, I think he's completed just under 90% of his passes over the last two weeks. He's at 70% on the season. Yeah. It, it fits who he is and it fits what they are capable of right now, which is really just getting the ball into the hands of Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki. Uh, Miles Gaskin is capable of doing some things in space, but really it's going to be getting the ball out quickly, trying to neutralize the Giants' pass rush and the Giants' own blitzes as much as they can. We also might see some Philip Lindsay, who was recently signed to the Miami Dolphins, and they also use Solomon Ahmed. But I think you made a lot of good points there, Chris. I'm just uh, overall, man. I'm I don't want to say excited to see Mike Lennon, but I do want to see how the play calling is altered with Mike Lennon and what the Giants are going to do differently. Because a big way the Giants utilized Daniel Jones was with. RPOs with zone read and kind of bringing his legs into the fray. That's not going to be the case with Mike Lennon. So how is Freddie Kitchens in his second game with more than, you know, six days to prepare? How is he going to alter this, this offense? I, I'm curious about that. And in terms of Tua Tagovailoa, you're right, man, 70% completion. I think it's like the second highest in the league behind just Kyler Murray. And ever since coming back from that finger injury, he had the rib injury earlier on, he's kind of been hitting it and he didn't have great competition outside of Baltimore. And then this Carolina game was like, all right, let's see what they do. They're at home. And they just absolutely boat race the Carolina Panthers, more of a defensive effort. And I'm, uh, 
hoping that doesn't happen against Mike Lennon and, and this offense, but we will we will see. I think this is a winnable game for the New York Giants, but it seems like with Daniel with a healthy Daniel Jones, but it seems like every time a team goes down to Miami, there's something about that place, man, <laughs> where opposing teams struggle. I don't know if there's like a nightlife that players are going out. I, I doubt that. You know, <laughs> you would hope professionals aren't doing that, but it does seem like a lot of teams struggle to play down in Miami. It might be the humidity, and that could also play a factor in this game. Yeah, that that really could be a factor, especially you know it's December now. It's you know the, the Giants' last home game was you know, the weather wasn't great. You know, it's you know New Jersey in late November, early December. It's going to be you know kind of cold and dank and just that that kind of weather where it sinks in, gets in your bones, and you need an hour with a nice cup of hot coffee or hot chocolate and a fireplace to get warm again. Go down to Miami where there's a good chance it'll be 80 or or warmer at game time. That's kind of a shock to the system. And then you get a Dolphins team that likes to make their opponents run, either running to catch up with their offense. Because, you know, one thing I have to say is, damn, Jalen Waddell is fast. I was most recently watching the Carolina game, and he made a play against that Carolina defense, which they've got a pretty good secondary that it reminded me just of a play he made against the university of South Carolina, where he caught a quick slant, had just a little glimmer of daylight turned on the jets. And all of a sudden every defender's angle was busted and he turned what should have been a five or six yard catch into, I think it was about a 12 or 15 yard play. So that I think is going to be something the giants are definitely going to have to watch out for. And then the dolphins defense is I think a little bit underrated. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, they certainly are. And as for Waddle, I feel like from all the Dolphins film I've watched this season, they were using him a lot in the slot, and they were using him a lot on just horizontal breaking routes over the middle of the field to defeat man coverage, find the void in the zones. And they haven't used him as much vertically. But last week, you saw some deep seven routes. You saw him used vertically, and he was able to take advantage of the man coverage that Carolina was running against them. So that's something I don't feel like the Giants going to run a lot of man coverage. But even when you're in zone, if you align Jalen Waddle outside towards the boundary, and it's one-on-one him against James Bradbury, that's going to be... It's going to be scary because James Bradbury has struggled with speed this season. He got burned by C.D. Lamb. There were a couple other plays throughout the season where he didn't surrender the catch, but he was beat. He got beat by Brashad Perriman on Monday Night Football. Just Perriman couldn't catch the football because he's Brashad Perriman. So (laughs) I think if that – and I'm curious to see what the Giants do. Not to speak so much on the Giants, but I mean this is the matchup. You want to talk about the chess match because we've seen the Giants use James Bradbury on tight ends. We see him – used on Darren Waller. We see him used on Travis Kelsey. He did a really good job. I'm wondering if they're going to use him on Mike Gusecki or if they want to stick him on Jalen Waddle. And if they don't use him on Jalen Waddle and stick him on Gusecki, who is going to cover Jalen Waddle if a Dory Jackson doesn't play? It looks like he's trending in the right direction, which is great for the New York Giants because without a Dory Jackson, Jalen Waddle could just torch this team. Yeah, that that I think is something else just to keep an eye on is the injuries not uh, for players not named Daniel Jones. What happens with uh, 
Dory Jackson. Uh, what happens with the rest of the secondary, the players on the the other players on the Giants' offense, and also the? It seems like the Dolphins have been about to get Devonte Parker and Will Fuller back for two or three weeks now. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember what Will Ful- Will Fuller's injury was, but Parker had a had a hamstring, and he's he's going into I believe his fourth week, so. Yeah, it's starting to be about that time where maybe he will be able to make a serious run at playing. And Devontae Parker's a really good receiver. He is. Yeah, the, Sorry, Joe. No, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, he's a great contested catch receiver, similar to what the Giants have in Kenny Galladay. But uh, doesn't it doesn't seem like the Giants have figured out how to get Kenny Galladay those contested catches quite yet. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Uh, so flipping the script, guys, here on on talking about this underrated Dolphins defense, they have probably one of the most aggressive defenses in the NFL. I don't know for certain, but I believe, like on average, they blitz more than any other team. I, I don't don't quote me on that because I don't know that uh, for a hundred percent certain. But this defense, as we've seen, has stepped up to some challenges against some good offenses, like the way that they played against Lamar Jackson, their secondary also plays up to that that aggressiveness in that um, uh, attacking style that they play, which, you know, they've got Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, who is a rookie, has looked pretty good. What are some of the things that you guys, uh, you know, see from this this Dolphins defense that we should be aware of? I'll just you say are- they, they don't blitz the most. They're second behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but by less than half of a percentage point. The Bucs are at 38.8%. The Dolphins are at 38.4%. So basically they blitz at about the same rate as the Buccaneers, which is a lot. And (laughs) they do get to the quarterback a lot. They've got a higher knockdown percentage than anyone else in the league. And it, they lead the Ravens by a, about half a percentage point there. So, you know, they blitz a lot. They get a lot of pressure. And for me, it, it comes from really two-ish, two and a half things. The first is the play of their secondary. They've got two really good cornerbacks in Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Uh, Giants fans know Byron Jones from his time as a cowboy. Big, long, athletic, not a ball hawk, but he also doesn't give up a whole lot of catches. And then Zayvon Howard has become a really good corner. He's not a guy you want to throw at. Right now, he's got 13 passes defensed, three interceptions, and I believe two forced fumbles. And he's only giving up about 54.5% completion. So they've got two guys on the outside who can stick to receivers like glue. That gives that gives Brian Flores all of the flexibility for dialing up blitzes. And then, you know, on that defensive line, Rookie Jalen Phillips, he is playing really, really well over the last month. He had a monster game against the Panthers, three sacks. I think it was uh, three sacks, three tackles for a loss, uh, quarterback hits. Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me just look at that real quick. Yes, so uh, three sacks, three tackles for a loss, four quarterback hits, and a pass defense. That was just last week. He's had at least half a sack in each of the last four games, uh, five sacks overall. He he is catching fire off the edge. And then Emmanuel Agua is 
he's one of those guys who kind of flies under the radar, but he's not a guy you can forget about either. Nick, what are some of your thoughts on the defense? Chris hit a lot of the talking points about the defense, but honestly, it's the man coverage. It's going to be sticky. And we've seen throughout at least Daniel Jones' era going back to last year, and this is still Jason Garrett's playbook. If you're going to continue to run those curls and those stick routes consistently and not vary it up at all, you're going to be in trouble. Now, my hope is that Freddie Kitchens shows what he did against Cleveland last year when he was the offensive coordinator. If you remember that game, there were a couple plays that were man-beating double moves to try and bait those man-coverage defenders, Denzel Ward and them, to really sit on some of them routes. And then there was a double move built into it. I could see the Giants maybe dialing up a couple of those with a six-man protection whether that be the tight end stay or the running back to try and take advantage of this man covering team. There's a lot of ways to defeat man coverage with pick routes, with rub routes. There's a lot of ways to defeat the blitz with timely screens and selling that well, but it's all about execution. And the New York Giants offense has not been executing. That offensive line is incredibly bad. And it's probably actually not as bad as the Miami Dolphins, but that, that should be a, that could be a fun discussion right there too. Who are the worst <laughs> Not to deviate from the defense too much, but who has a worse offensive line, the, the Dolphins or the Giants? Uh, personally, I think the Dolphins are just a little bit worse, but I, I don't think that's a title either team really wants. Oh, absolutely not. It's a, it's a disgusting title. It seems like Robert Hunt, who played under Robert Sale at uh, Louisiana Lafayette, is probably their best lineman. Could be one of their best wide receivers, too, after we saw <laughs> what he did. So him and Andrew Thomas. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, so Jalen Phillips is the person I'm probably most scared of, but you even look at Emmanuel Ogba, who's kind of bounced around the league a little bit, was was a little bit more of a, a run defender with the Chiefs and a little bit more of a run defender with the with the Browns. He has 50 pressures. He leads the team in pressures right now and second in sacks behind Jalen Phillips. Like you said, he was playing out of his mind. Christian Wilkins, who was teammates with Dexter Lawrence at Clemson, is one of the better young interior defensive linemen. He can create pressure. He does you know, collapse the pocket. He's one of the better bull rushers. And what does Billy Price Will Hernandez and Matt Skura struggle with, you know, players who can bull rush. So I, I'm not overly optimistic about these matchups, especially if you don't have Daniel Jones's mobility, which they're probably not going to have even if Daniel Jones plays, because I'm sure the Giants are going to be very, you know, cautious with their quarterback. So I'm not optimistic about the defensive matchup against the New York Giants offense. And I think it's, you know, warranted with everything the Giants offense has shown us recently. Yeah, uh, this, I think, has the potential to be a very ugly game. Now, recently, or even going back to last year, ugly games have tended to work out in the Giants' favor. And this year, the Giants have come up against a bunch of teams that have been come in red hot, and they've kind of returned to be their worst selves against the Giants. So I think that's really what the Giants have to hope for, is that for some reason, the Dolphins, maybe they're kind of feeling themselves. Maybe they, maybe Daniel Jones doesn't play and the Dolphins take the Giants lightly. Or, you know, they look at, you know, the, a Giants team that can't score 20 points for the life of them and they take their foot off the gas. Or maybe Patrick Graham dials up a defense that just completely disrupts the Dolphins' offense. You know, if this gets into a mud fight, I think that's the Giants' best chance. 
which is that, and that's what's the upside of a team like that? Because I feel like every week we kind of go into these matchups saying, if we can get it into a mud fight, then the Giants have a chance. Like there's, there's, that's not sustainable whatsoever. And I just feel like that's the current state of the New York Giants offense because they just can't sustain any offensive drives and then score in the red zone. They'll put together, you know, a nice 12, 13 play drive and then kick a field goal at like the 29 yard line. It's just, I don't know, man, like looking at the big picture of this New York Giants team right now, like this is not a a way to actually win football games and make any sort of playoff push. Yeah, no, it, it's not sustainable. That That has been my biggest problem and concern with this team like yes they they are coming away with wins but they aren't doing it in a way that is really sustainable like you say a a way you can count on they're not dictating the terms of the game to the opposing team now maybe that'll change this week or maybe the dolphins will just stay hot that's just something we'll just have to wait and see well, guys, I think that might be a, a good note to wrap us up on. Um, folks, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date. We're going to be coming at you after the game um, with a reaction show, as we always do. So stay tuned for that. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks. We'll talk to you soon. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.